to The Fandom Show, the podcast where we learn about fantastic fandoms by talking to our favorites about their favorites. I'm Stephanie Malik. And I'm Kaya Green. And today we are talking about a fandom that you may not have clocked, but we believe it's time to dive in. Well, okay, it's clocks and timekeeping. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't like know why you, I added a little. You lulled before oh. the reveal. In the reveal, I was lulling at the pun <laughs> beforehand, just quietly laughing oh. out loud to yourself. Yeah, but I'm not actually laughing out loud. Just like feeling a little tingle in my tummy. It is pretty crazy that we've gotten to the point where now it is acceptable to say "lol" out loud, as opposed to laughing out loud. And it's, it's not even like ironic. It's no. just a thing people oh. say. It's a word. Anyway, uh, Kaya, <laughs> yeah, what is, this feels like a really interesting thing to like be like. What do you know about this subject? Because we're talking about uh, not just clocks themselves as a as an item, but time in general and timekeeping. Uh, so, what do you know about timekeeping and clocks? Well, time, I experience it. Um, nice, first hand experience. <laughs> but uh, I do find it very fascinating as a concept of how we've we've decided to measure it. Um, and so when this guest told us that this was his fandom, I was like, oh my god, absolutely. Because as as you know, I really think fandoms are absolutely anything that you can go deep on and get nerdy about. And there's so much to get nerdy about when it comes to the very concept of time. Like, how do we perceive it? Sometimes it's faster than others. Why is that? How do you keep it consistent? It's different in some places in the world than it is here. Like, oh, there's so much. There's so much stuff. There is so, so much. And for me, uh, I feel like I uh, thought I knew stuff about time, and then I started doing research for this, and I was like, oh, my God. I just thought of it in a very standard, like, it gets me through my day. It helps me make sure <laughs> that I get to where I need to be. Uh, but never really thought about it in terms of, like, this is going to, I'm going to tell you a real honest little thing that I learned is I didn't know there was different times in different places. And there really are. Yeah. Like, other places tell time totally differently, which is very cool. But do you know who does know a lot about this subject? Ooh, I think it might be our guest. No way. Um, yeah, absolutely. Thank God we got someone to talk about this because this would not last an hour. I mean, this, can you imagine if it's just like, it's weird, it's weird, it's weird though. People tell time different. <laughs> and that's an hour. Um, no, uh, today we are very lucky to have another host from our network, <gasps> host of The Villain Was Right. Uh, you can check out his album Performance Review Everybody, it is Craig Fay. Hi, Craig. Hello. Craig oh, I'm so excited to be on this podcast. Oh, I am legitimately so excited oh. to talk about this because, believe it or not, not something you can necessarily corner someone at a bar and like connect with on your love of time and clock. Oh, oh my god, buddy! Know? I always it, have to parcel this out to various people. So. Like, how do you drop hints that you want to talk about that at a party? I know, it's <laughs> be like, wow, it's getting late, eh? Yeah. <laughs> well, a watch is a good, uh, yeah. good intro. I, I have started conversations with like the watches that I, I, I I've worn. Um, but uh, yeah, generally it's hard. Sometimes people are like, whoa, 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 what are you working on? You're like, I'm, I'm, I'm building a clock in my basement, and they're like, uh, like a clock. I was like. Yeah, anyway, and like, then you just, you're just you feeling out for like, how much do you want to know about this before I just dive in? Yeah. I mean, that is literally the purpose of this podcast. Yeah. Is, but <laughs> to, have, to have a place for those conversations that you wish someone at a bar would be like, hey, could you tell me a deep dive about the thing you really, really like? Yes. Like, yes, I do want that. <laughs> and why I'm so excited to be here. Oh, Thank so, you so much. So happy to have you to talk about this. So we're just going to crack into it. Uh, and this is, our, we start with this question every time, so I'm so curious the answer with relating to this topic. But if someone was about to delve into the world of clocks and timekeeping for the first time, what advice would you give them? Oh, okay. Um, 
it's it's hard because it covers so much, right? It, yeah. it covers so much. So like, uh, there's like there's everything. Like it covers everything. So like one thing that I love about Clocks in Time is like it's this wonderful like neutral through line throughout history. Yeah. So Whoa. like you can study like because it it affects everything that's happening around it all through it, and like these big events pop up, but like it's not fully responsible. So it's not like a great way to like review history is like, how are we telling time when like these things were happening and how it did that? So they're like, there's a history portion of it. There's like the fashion portion of it where it's like, hey, watches are like a big fashion accessory for a lot of yeah. people and like collector's items and there's like vintage clocks. So there's um, there's like even the, like the mechanics behind it. Like yeah. that's kind of yeah. like, like just how human ingenuity has has figured out how to make things that literally tick. Yeah. Um, like so, there's that side of it, and like that's a whole uh, rabbit hole that you can fall down with, like mechanics and physics and everything like that. Yeah. And then there's like the the existential philosophical thing, like what is time? Does it oh, exist? What does it exist? Is it like, stacked? Is it a cube? It, right. Exactly. It's <laughs> this weird dimension. Why is it the only dimension that goes in one direction? Yeah. Uh, length and width. We can go front, you can move front and back. Time for a reason we don't know goes in one direction. Is only. that just our perception of oh, it? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. But then there's like the art part of it. Like you mentioned, yeah. like dance, rhythm, like all this thing. And it's just like, I guess um, it, it's just like, it's a part of all of us. And it's because we all have a sense of time, right? Mm -hmm. Like you, yep. you have a sense of like, Time is passing. If you didn't have any clock, any watch, anything, if we locked you in a dark room and you couldn't see the sun, you would still feel like time is passing. Yeah. And it's like, what is that about that's deep inside of us that we have tried to apply to all these other things? So it's like, I guess my advice would be <laughs> what interests you about everything and then dig deep onto that like the the is are you a fashion person figure out yeah. the history of the fashion of time yeah and are design you, too like exactly oh my gosh manufacturing um all the rest like it's it's it, like the more i dig into it the more i realize it's it covers everything it covers like rich people being dramatic it covers <laughs> like <laughs> it covers philosophy like it's it's oh everything and and like the way that things it explains the way so many, th why so many things are the way they are. I feel like I can feel myself actively becoming a fan of this thing as you talk. My mouth is so wide right now. <laughs> <laughs> I can like, just agape that entire time. Because you're totally right. Like if you take, you could take almost every subject we've covered on this podcast so far and there's an intersection with time at some point. Like yeah. whether it's yeah. a historical element, yeah, a like runtime, a like, uh, yeah, it's, it, the it is ever of a present. Movie. Yeah. The, 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 yeah. the rhythm of a song. Totally. The, like it's, it's all there and it's like, and the question question is, is this a human thing? Is a song sound good because it has the timing that we as humans find, you know, yeah. aesthetically pleasing? Or is it something else? Yeah. Like, is it? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, oh, wow. Our brains are already blown up. This is not going to fit into one episode. Like, there's so much to say about Well, this. then, let's get started. Uh, <laughs> sure. Okay, so uh, let's let's bring it back uh, away from dimensional uh, yeah, yeah. stuff for just one second. We will get back there, because I want to. Um, mm -hmm. How did you get into this? Okay, so I was thinking about this, and there's a couple things. So one, um, very quick story. So uh, I was bad at telling time. 
Um, I remember in grade one, we were building um, paper plate clocks. Like you have a paper plate and you put the push pin uh -huh. and like you learn where it goes. So I, I probably have a learning disability called dyscalculia where I can't read and remember numbers well. It's like a math learn. It's like dyslexia, but for math. Yeah. Whoa. And one of the symptoms is that probably I have not been officially diagnosed, but everything lines up. One of the symptoms of that is inability to... Uh, um, put like positional systems into like numbers, oh. which is exactly what the face yeah. of a clock does, right? Whoa. So I understood, I just remember being so confused by an analog clock sitting in grade one, being like, I understand short, shorthand points to the hour that it actually is. Six points to six, we're good. Um, I did not understand how the minute hand, how, how pointing down meant 30 and pointing up meant o'clock and somehow other students were able to magically interpret the time, which is numbers, from just like two, two lines and some angle that they were making. Like yeah, that's how I yeah. perceive that. So I always had digital clocks because I couldn't figure them out. Fast forward to university where I'm there for mechanical engineering, uh, which is like a whole story in itself. Um, and I had to take this course called The History of Engineering. And it's a professor who wrote the own t his own textbook, so it was very, very bad. But he did. Takes <laughs> balls, man. Yeah. Like, I'm teaching this course, and you have to read my writing. Yeah, yeah. and it's like I it's am the authority. It's exactly how you think an engineer would teach his, like, would write history, which is just the most boring and like anyway. Okay. But there was one demonstration, and he demonstrated what is uh, the the verge escapement which is like this, the first like mechanical clock. And it's how you take constant rotational motion yeah. and turn it into like periodic motion. And that basically allowed mechanical clocks to exist. Whoa. And I just remember, and it's just like a wheel and like kind of a, a shaft with like two flaps on it, like kind of rocking back and forth. And I was just like, something just went off in my head. I was like, that, I wanna build that someday. And years later, I'm actually doing it like getting into watches as like kind of more of an adult being like, oh, I like having these and like wearing them and talking about them and that kind of thing. Okay, do you have a, I'm just gonna divert for a second. Do you have a favorite watch? I have a favorite watch. I'm not wearing my favorite watch today. Okay, what is your favorite watch? My and favorite then tell us about your like, I'm assuming this is your, your yeah, it's another watch. It's a very nice watch. Thank you. Uh, it's, it's so my favorite watch. So one, I don't, there's a whole thing with watches and clocks where you're like, I want the expensive watch, I want the Rolex. I'm not into that. I kind of think it's like this display of like status that I'm not yeah. really yeah, into, you it's know? It's like a fancy car that doesn't actually do that much for you, but it's right. just very shiny. Yeah. It's the brand, not, exactly. the, not the clock. So um, I have a watch, it's, a, it's called the Bradley E1. Um, and uh, what it is, it's a watch that's designed for the visually impaired. Uh, and uh, what it is is it's got, instead of hands, it's got ball bearings that run in a track that are connected with magnets on the inside. So if you touch it, uh, you don't force the mechanism, you just break the magnet and it rolls around. Okay. Um, but all the, the, there's like a pattern of raised things on the outside so you can feel what time it is cool. without having to make it speak or do anything like that. Whoa. And it's just black with like, uh, silver ball bearings that like move around. And I've started more conversations with that watch <gasps> than any other. The one that I'm wearing today is a very cheap watch, It's but it's a skeleton watch, 
which is um, a watch where they've cut away all the, uh, they're called plates, like basically the metal yeah. inside. Um, and put glass on either side, so oh, it's so a wind-up mechanical it. watch. Yeah, and you can see things <gasps> actually moving cool. and all the gears and how they work. That's so, so like, cool. so like, this is what I prefer over like a uh, 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 expensive or like classy watch. Yeah. Is like I want to see how it works and all the rest. That's yeah. So I find that prettier to look at. I do too. Yeah. Like that's, <laughs> that's the beauty of the the watch. It's, it's not necessarily stunning. the like. Yeah, so you can see uh, like all the components. Like you can see what's called the escapement. You can see the balance wheel in there. So that's the thing that you can see rocking back and forth. And that's the thing that actually keeps time. Um, but a mechanical watch is terrible at telling time. We've, d- <laughs> we've done so much better. So you wear this as like an art piece, yeah, right? Yeah, or yeah. as jewelry. So yeah, that's. Uh, okay, so follow up on that because uh, for those of us who aren't mechanically inclined, me. Yes, um, me too. What are the parts of a watch? Like, what are the basics? I know they're very complicated little machines. So, like, what what are the what's the overview? And okay. Are watches the same as clocks in terms of their structure? Oh yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, so uh, one thing I got into was like I'm gonna try and take apart watches and uh, broke a lot of watches. Yes, oh, it's so small. that makes sense because <laughs> that's fine motor skills, which I learned uh, trying to sew pandemic masks is just the most frustrating thing. You know. <laughs> <laughs> It's a so lot like, of tiny little pokies. Yeah, yeah, so maybe maybe watchmaking isn't for me. Um, but yeah, they all work the same way. So actually, like, they seem complicated. They're not. Okay. Um, there's a lot of complicated things that go into them, but the basics are very simple. So one, every watch, every clock has a power source. So that's going to be something like a falling weight, uh, a spring, or a battery. That's it. And when when it's a quartz watch, is quartz the battery? Quartz is the battery. Okay. So yeah, we'll get to a quartz. Okay, in a second. I'm excited. So the Ooh. second the second thing that you need is what's known as an escapement. So an escape uh, literally allows small amounts of the power that's in the power source to escape at a time. That's oh, why they call wow. it an escapement. So you you measure it out. So the the one I was talking about before, the simplest, the first one is a verge escapement, and it basically just takes a wheel rotating one way and turns it into rotation, just rocking back and forth. Okay. And there's there's been various improvements on that over the years. Um, the, the anchor escapement is used with pendulums. Um, uh, other, there's, uh, I think this, in this watch I'm wearing today, it's called a Swiss, um, a Swiss fork, I believe is what it's called. Um, so that's the escapement, and that just allows a little bit of energy out at a time. Got it. And then there is the regulator or the oscillator. And that is the thing that actually keeps time. So um, probably the easiest one to describe is a pendulum. Yeah, right? like so a, a pen- grandfather clock. Grandfather clock. clock, exactly, which is revolutionary. Yeah. It's, it's like a huge improvement for clocks to use pendulums. Um, but basically, a pendulum will just swing back and forth, and it'll keep the same period, the same back and forth, um, pretty much forever, as long as you provide a little more energy to overcome like friction and things like that. Yeah. And you use that to trigger the escapement, which allows just a little bit to go through. And that means that then the gear train that you attach onto that, just gears in different things, will then just move in that kind of like tick, 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 jerky thing. Instead of, if you imagine like letting a weight go that's attached to like a rod, it's just going to yeah. fall straight yeah, down yeah, and right. spin like crazy. So the escapement stops, lets it loose a little bit, puts a little bit of energy back into the pendulum. Right. And the pendulum just trips it from going from one side to the other. And all clocks work like that. Okay. All watches work like that. They have all those components. So the quartz, which is um, like basically 
a revolution in time. Yeah. Keeping. How does a rock power a watch? Yeah. So that's so cool. Um, <laughs> so like, so it's the oscillator, right? So what you need to tell time is you need something that like rocks back and forth on a predictable motion, right? Yeah. So it's a pendulum. Great. Um, what they do with quartz, which is just a crystal, it's sand, it's silicon dioxide. Um, it's it's the purple amethyst, if you've ever had that like, yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Um, they, they carve it into a, a tuning fork. You're aware of a tuning yeah, fork? Yeah. Like you hit it, it makes a certain thing. Yeah, yeah. And quartz has this um, amazing property that's what we call piezoelectric, which means that if you squeeze it, it releases an electric charge. And if it, you uh, put an electric charge to it, it moves. Oh, my God. What? Yeah, yeah. So there's a few things that do that, and it's because, like, electrons and stuff get moved around inside the crystal as it, like, gets squeezed. So, like, it shifts the potential. Anyway, uh, wow. it's a whole complicated reason. Wow. I can't really fully explain why that happens. But what, what a quartz watch does is they put, um, from the battery, they put a little bit of uh, electrical current in there that they've measured out. Um, the circuit is basically the escapement here, mm -hmm. so a little pulse of batter, uh, electricity. And that causes that tuning fork, that quartz tuning fork, to vibrate at a very specific frequency, like oh. based on the material and based on how it's done. And it's like something like 30,000 or something vibrations a second. And then you just have an electric circuit that counts that. And that's a quartz watch. And that watch, a quartz watch, which like, we could walk into any drugstore, any corner store, you and I, we could, for like 20 bucks, you could get the cheapest course watch uh, imaginable, right? It would smell like cheap plastic, it would look awful, it would probably give you a rash if you wore it. <laughs> it's magic. And that thing will keep time better than any human has had access to since before the 1930s. That is, uh, that is like really hard to wrap your head around. Like yeah. that's, when you really think of the implication of that, that's, uh. It's insanely accurate. Like like a grandfather clock, which is like the previous standard, yeah. would be like, um, it would lose, what, what is it? Like, um, uh, let me see here. It's, anyway, it loses like 15 seconds a day. Okay. A grandfather, like a long. Is that why right. you have to wind them and like? Yeah, you have to wind them to, to lift the weight back up too because right. it's like a, a power source. That grandfather clocks work by that falling weight, like mm. I said, yeah. Yeah. Um, but you do have to reset them occasionally because they lose time. Right, and that's the friction, right? That's It's friction, but it's also just like, nothing's perfect, ah. right? So ah. it's like, it's, it's swinging back and forth and sometimes, you know, the temperature ma makes a difference because ah. the temperature might change the length of a pendulum, which right? will affect its period. The, the atmospheric pressure will change it because it's, you know, it's, if it's thicker air, then it's more yeah. air resistance. Like very subtle things, My but they God. all add up over time. Yeah. So a grandfather clock, the old gold standard was um, about 15, sorry, uh, uh, what did I say? A second, uh, 15 seconds a day Yeah. Right, is what it'll lose. Damn. Um, a quartz watch will lose a second a month. What? Yes. A quartz watch is 99. Nine 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 percent accurate. What? what? Nothing is ever that accurate. Yes, that's the other thing. Except I, for crystals. Boom. Well, <laughs> Steph's like, yeah, I did yeah. buy all those crystals for yeah, a reason. Yeah, finally, all that money I spent was worth it. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, you're right. Nothing. Well, things are more accurate than quartz watches, but time is the thing that we can measure with the most precision of anything in the world. That's. 
Wow. So if you were able, to, I, I I figured this out. If you were able, so with a quartz watch, like just a general quartz watch that you got cheap, whatever, and it had that level of accuracy, like again, ninety nine point nine 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 four nines after the decimal point. Oh my god. Um, it would be the same as traveling a kilometer and being able to uh, be within one millimeter. Uh, or put it another way, measuring the distance from Toronto, v Vancouver, and only being off by 3.4 meters. Mike, the, the or fact Or 13 that... feet from New York to LA. Jeez. Again, my, my brain doesn't work with no. a lot of this stuff. Like, I can't imagine that people made this, like, envisioned it, thought of it, and could make something that accurate. Yeah. Like... Well, and that's that's the other cool thing. So, like, we've done better since. Like, there's there atomic clocks now, which GPS runs on, the internet runs on. Were we not satisfied with the nines? No, we weren't. So <laughs> oh they want God. a fifth they, nine. This, you want fifteen <laughs> of them. Fifteen nines. Fifteen. We'll lose what the modern atomic clocks will lose one second every three hundred million years. So, okay. if they, so if they started it when the dinosaurs were alive, ah. it would not have lost a second. Okay. Ah. This is why I shouldn't be in charge of inventing something. Because when I hear that, I'm like, and that's where we stop, right? Because we don't need any better than that, right? That, yeah. How much better could you possibly ask for? And, and you couldn't for like decades. But they're going to try, aren't they? They're going to try. Of that, I think they, they I think the U.S., like in the national lab or whatever, they have one that has would not have lost a second since the Big Bang, since the universe. So that's a hundred percent accurate. Oh my god! Like at what point are you just not adding nines and you're uh, like, exactly. we've done it, okay? Fifteen nines. <laughs> it's too that's many. Hundred percent. Well, and it, it's so funny because you brought it up because you're like, that's it, we're done. And that's the other thing I love about this is it's arguably like coming up with systems to measure time, systems and devices to measure time is arguably the thing that human beings have been doing the longest. Oh my. We've, like, from the moment that one of our ancestors, who probably weren't even human yet, yeah. realized that the sun rises and sets every day, we have been on a constant project to try and measure time better because of who we are as, like, humans yeah, and yeah. having a sense of time. And so, like, there's just this straight line through all of history where we go, okay, day, night, that's great. And the moon also changes. And every 30 moon, uh, so the, the moon changes every 30 days. And every 12 moons, the seasons repeat. And now we want to try and divide up the day. So we're coming up with like noon. hours like, and noon. Yeah. yeah oh. And all the rest up to 10 to the negative 50, like 15 zeros, 300 zeros, whatever it is after, or nines after the decimal point. And it's just a, this unbreaking line of people trying to do this. Oh my. Okay. Stuff, it, it, <laughs> you and I are both just ah. like staring into the middle distance, just like, am I high right now? <laughs> um, I have a very off, again, I keep, these are weird questions. Um, since getting excited about time, yeah. are you a person who is on time often? I was going to ask the same thing. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, uh, you're good at your, yeah, so I'm you know a, your own clock, you're uh, very good at it. I'm, like, I'm constantly, um, it, I don't think it has to do with clocks, honestly. I, like, I think it's just like it's I value like people's time. times. Yeah. And like, oh, yeah. I'm well. just like, if I'm not 15 minutes early, I'm late. Like, that's so just, just like a good person. I think that's yeah. what it is. <laughs> Unre unrelated to time. Like, it's. <laughs> You're not just like, oh, another excuse to look at my watch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there's time. I look at my watch all the time and don't read the time. Like, you know, like, like we all yep. do. You pull out your phone, you're like, what time is it? And then you're like, I didn't look at the time when I did oh, that. No, no, no. I, feel I, like I, do that. I feel like I did do that three to four times so a day. Exactly. Um, the history part. 
Yeah. What other types of timekeeping devices have we had? We know the grandfather clock. Yeah. What other What other things have we tried over the years since the cavemen went? Hey, maybe we can do better than night and day. Yeah. So sundials, first of all. Yeah. That was uh, that, the, that was the first one. Uh, yeah, probably the first one. So like sundial is super easy. You stick a stick into the ground, and the shadow will move throughout the day, yeah. right? What you do is you could just go. Ah, let's divide that up into I don't know twelve. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Why twelve? Why twelve? Oh, I'm so glad you asked twelve. Okay. Because uh, <laughs> there's a reason. There's a reason for everything. Like, that's the thing. You go back, there's a reason for everything. Okay, why, why is 12 a.m. instead of 12 p.m.? It comes oh, after that 11. I, that I hate. I mean, that's I, stupid. that screws me up every time. Oh. I, I will agree with that. Okay. Um, so the reason 12? it's 12 is probably because somebody noticed that every 12 full moons, the seasons repeat. Okay. Oh. So if that's a circle, we go like, okay, 12 is a, real, a reasonable thing to divide that because the thing that repeats itself happens 12. The other reason is 12 is the best number. Oh, uh, the very best of all the numbers? Well, it's one of the best. And you know what the other one is? 60. Uh, 12 and 60 are really good numbers because they are what's called uh, a super divisible number. Okay. Uh, cool. So 12 compared to 10. We all love 10, right? We love we a 10. Love we all a count five. 10. Big fan of 10. Uh, 10 is divisible by 1, 2, 5, and 10. That's it. Yep. 12 is divisible by 1, oh. 2, 3, 4, and six. Is that why <gasps> times tables go up to 12? Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the 12 is also a convenient place to stop. But on top of that, so that's what, um, so 12 is the lowest number that is divisible by one, two, three, and four. Wow. 60 is the lowest number that is divisible by one, two, three, four, five, and six, which means that if you need to divide up your day, you go, if I, if I say like, what's a third of an hour, you go 20 minutes. What's a twelfth of an hour? It's five. Oh. Like you can just do it in your head. Um, so it's a highly divisible number. So dividing up a day makes sense to do it that way. And uh, and arguably we should be using twelve and sixty as our basis for everything because it's easier to divide up. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Like that's. Hmm. I. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And my other favorite thing. I just. I need to mention this. So like even just the language. Like why we call a second a second. So second, right, tick, tick, a second, yeah. or second places in like silver medal in the Olympics. Yeah. Same word, right? It's because minute means division. So minute is the first, it's, it's Latin, so it's uh, pars minuta prima, meaning the first small part, which they just shortened a minute. Oh my God. And then pars minuta seconda, which is the second part. So, so it's the second smaller. division of an hour is oh, the Jesus. second. Louises. Which means there's also exists thirds and fourths, which is a sixtieth of a second is a third. I feel like I should have encountered all of this information. Yeah, before. no, how, you how don't, right? I'm so everywhere and yet I know nothing. <laughs> that's that's all like, you know, <laughs> this is one of those things that I find so fascinating about doing a deep dive on literally anything in the entire world. You can point at anything in any room and be like, do a deep dive on that and there's something fascinating in that like everything has a meaning there and but we yeah. take all of that for granted. Exactly. Why is it 12? Because of that. Why is it, we, why do we call it a second? Because it's the second division. Yeah. Like um, I've never, Steph, have you asked yourself before, why is it called a second? Why is it called a minute? No. Me neither. No. Yeah. I've, this is, oh, it's when you discover things and you're like, I should have known this all along and I'm so mad that I only learned it now at this age when I could oh, have been having this knowledge all along. I'm going to tell everyone. I can yeah. see why you want to corner people in bars and be like, do you know what second means? <laughs> do you know why there's 12? And the other one is watch. Watch, right? Think about it as like to yeah, look and see it. to observe yeah. somebody and also like the timekeeping device. And that is because 
uh, linguistically, watch and wake have the same root, like watch and wake, right? And a watch is the period of time in the night that you are literally watching, like or you're staying awake, you are alert. So right. a watch is how they would divide the night. We like like Your think of movies begins, and TVs. Like oh, we just got away from the the bad guys. Uh, we need to get some sleep. I'll take the first yeah. watch. Who, who yeah. So it's a, it's synonymous to divisions of the night. So originally the day is hours and the night is watches, uh, and ah! they've just the terms have just become muddled as we go through history. Yeah. Well, I'm cool, gonna cool, go cool, 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 <laughs> bury cool, my cool. face into. A and we just got to sundials screen. here, like that's okay. The, that's sundial. Okay. Once in a while, we have an episode where it's almost entirely just Steph and I going, "What? Cool." I, yeah, <laughs> and, and if you're listening, I hope that that's okay. Because yeah. uh, it's just we're flabbergasted. Yeah. Okay. Sundials. Uh, let's 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 speed through the rest of them so okay. we can get to a couple more questions. Fair here, enough. Because I have so many. Okay. So the next big one, as I mentioned, is the Verge uh, foliate clock. So that's just. Like that first mechanical escapement where they can actually turn mechanical energy um, going one way and turning into alternating energy. And that's the basic principle on which all other mechanical clocks are built. There are water clocks, which is just like hourglasses and like things like things flowing through something and that keeps time. They had those as well, but like in terms of like this is a machine that runs. Like gears and everything like that happened long before they figured out the the verge escapement. So like the thing that actually allowed them to tell time was like the last thing they just did. <laughs> uh, other than that, it's uh, hop forward a couple hundred years oh uh, to Christian Huygens, uh, who discovered Saturn's rings, that discovered that Saturn had planets, um, didn't discover the rings, determined that what they saw were rings. Got it. Um, but just like famous guy, like the NASA probe was named after him. Like, Big name yeah, guy. Yeah. He invents what's called the pendulum clock, which allows that pen swinging pendulum. So that takes it from like, this is actually, that allowed them to start using minute hands. Before that, clocks were not accurate enough to even have a minute hand on them. They just like rung bells every hour. And this guy's just looking up in space and being like, ah, the planets, I've discovered all of this. And also look at this watch I built. Yeah, but like it's all intertwined is the oh problem, right? Because like to, to figure out where the planets are at certain times, you need a good clock. You need to be looking at it at night. So like there's this big push to have a more accurate clock so you can figure out how the universe works. Oh, uh, because way back when we started looking up in the sky and they go, hey, every 12 moons, winter comes back. Yeah. So the sky must be pretty powerful predictor of what's happening. Yeah. And therefore we need to figure out the sky and we also need to figure out time. And also navigation and also it's all oh, intertwined. Na navigation oh. is a whole thing. Oh, uh, yeah. so, that, so the marine chron chronometer, we'll skip over that. That was a big thing. Um, is the marine chronometer the one that's at the Greenwich Museum? Is that the one? Uh, one of the, yeah, it's related to that okay. for sure. Okay. Yeah, the, the reason the Greenwich Observatory exists is because of the marine chronometer. Cool, cool, cool. Um, I saw it. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And then um, up until then, then it's the quartz Kay. clock, which is um, caused what they call the quartz crisis. By the way, that's the other thing I love about uh, clocks and timekeeping is the names that come up with this. You're like, this is a Zelda game. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is like, this is the court, like the Legend of Zelda, the quartz crisis. Yeah, sounds no, like absolutely. a thing. Uh, uh, maybe we'll talk about him later, but Coming there's a guy Nintendo named, Switch. there's a guy, Admiral Shovel Cloudsley. You're like, how is that's that? Not a, sorry, that's, that's a real, up. that is a real no, name. No, that's uh, Cloudsley? Shovel, sir. 
shovel cloud that, sleep. That is a knight. That is a yeah. knighted person. This is named <laughs> shovel. Yes, absolutely. This is where we like do a smash cutaway to two like English lords being like, "We'll name him Shovel." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. old British names are the craziest. Oh, names, they're I mean, wild. Um, but there's also things like the uh, the Board of Longitude, and like there's all these things in like that come up, and you're like, that's. Like if I wrote that in a book, you would tell me that's too much. That's a like fantasy campaign. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, like like a great name for like uh, Sir Shovel Cloudsley in the Equation of Time. Both of those things are legitimate topics to discuss. Oh my god! But it sounds nuts, right? Yeah. No, Absolutely. that sounds like gibberish. So the quartz crisis is basically like <laughs> a problem where there are these watchmaking industries in like Switzerland and Great Britain and Germany and and all these places, North America, to a certain extent. And then um, basically the Japanese come out with uh, the, the first quartz wristwatch. Like they had invented the quartz crystal watch like in the 30s, but like took them to the 70s to sort of like scale it down and be able to manufacture it in a way that it was cheap. Yeah. And the problem is it was super cheap, super inexpensive, uh, super reliable, and like super thin and stylish. So there was like no competition from, they could not, com mechanical watches could not compete with quartz things. So it was like, it's going to destroy the industry. Like we, we you cannot build a Swiss mechanical watch cheaper than they can. Yeah. And it would be less accurate. And that's still a problem with mechanical watches today. You can't get a mechanical watch. And by mechanical, I mean, it's like spring wound and like yeah. Yeah. all the rest. Um, that is more accurate than a, a quartz watch. Are mechanical like, watches still popular? Well, they're po so the the way they resolved the crisis was they're like we're going to pivot to being like expensive, mm. right? So they go this is this is a thing that involves incredible skill, it, like incredible amounts of learning and and precision and accuracy on like the smallest scale possible, and we don't want to lose this like art form and it is an art form and yeah. it's it's amazing but the only way that we can do it is by like going up market by saying like this is a thing that it's a prestige piece it's a thing that you want to pay money for it's a thing that you're going to hand down to your children it's a thing that you know if you've got the rolex that means you're successful and all the rest where it sort of gets start to tied up in like that ostentatious yeah, like displays yeah. of wealth and things like that that i don't care for but at the same time it's also like, man, that's a, like, you can appreciate it as a thing yeah. of beauty. As someone built that, like, someone yes. with their hands yeah. and it, tools, I assume. Yeah. Yeah. It's and it, it's delicate and it, you know, it makes noise and it looks good. So, like, I don't begrudge anyone who has an expensive watch that is interesting to look at, but, like, I don't love the, you can't see anything happening and it's all just covered in gold and diamonds. Like yeah. that's too much for me, you know? Well, wouldn't you want with a mechanical watch, wouldn't you want to see how it's working? Like, that, that's what I love about skeleton watches yeah, or skeletonized yeah. watches. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've seen some cool pocket watches like that too where you yeah. can see all the internal workings and stuff. Exactly, yeah. So cool. <laughs> Uh, so during the pandemic, you had a YouTube series called yes. Craig Fay Builds a Clock. How's the clock going? The clock is going great and even better since I stopped trying to do it as a YouTube. <laughs> 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 because believe it or not, uh, there's a lot to learn. And if you don't have to learn on a schedule, it's a lot more relaxing. It's a hobby. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and especially when you're not combining, I have to learn 
video editing and production yeah. along with it. Yeah, I was going to say, that's a whole other skill set it's, that has nothing to do with it. You know, I, I, you ever just bite off way more than you can chew? So All the goddamn time. Yeah, so yeah. So I have that. so many uh, not even half-finished hobbies. Yes, exactly. So um, at the end of Craig Faye Builds a Clock, I was happy that I got to the point where I basically built the Verge escapement, Verge Foliate Clock. Um, the foliate is like an early regulator, which is ba basically just a bar that swings back and forth. The name literally means dancing idiot in French, mm. uh, or dancing fool, I should say. Fascinating. Um, so I was able to get that and it's all janky. I called it the big ugly mess of a clock and it like kind of worked and it kind of moved back and forth in rhythm. You could hear it tick tock, which was like, that was really fun. Like when it, yeah. like it goes click, click. Click, 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 click. Uh, and you're like, that's the sound clocks make. Uh, <laughs> I did that. I made that. I, I made, made it that. do that TikTok. Yeah. Um, and since then, I've basically completely destroyed that one. Yeah. Stripped it down. And it's like, I'm sure with a lot of fandoms and a lot of hobbies, you, you have this moment where you're like, oh, I need to take like three steps back and learn, <laughs> and learn like this skill yeah. and then take three steps back and learn that skill. So I'm happy to say that I've finally gotten to the point where I'm making gears that work together. Cool. Uh, so that is thing. just where that clock is at right now. Yeah. Um, just separate gears lying around. But it's it's taken me about a year to figure out how to make gears out of wood that mesh together and also do the things that I need to do. So you're not building it from a kit. You're building each component individually? Yeah. Holy out of shit. my own design. Dang. Too. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're bonkers. just... Oh. Yeah. I thought you were just doing a kit, and I was like, this is a long time to build a kit, but good for you. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm figuring out the shit. gear ratios. I'm figuring out what type of regulator it is, the dimensions, all the rest. What yeah. are you going to name the clock at the end? Oh, I, I haven't thought of a I name. I guess you have to meet the clock. I you think have to get so. to know it, know yeah. its personality. It's certainly not going to be called <laughs> Old Faithful. Let's be <laughs> it will not keep time well. Old and consistent. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just old. Just new? <laughs> old newy? Yeah. <laughs> old newy. Um, great. Well, I mean, I'm sure if you want suggestions on what to name your clock, we can. Yeah, get... <laughs> let me know. Yeah, yeah. If you're listening and you have an idea for the name for Craig Clock, please uh, yeah. reach out to us on the social medias. Uh, Any of them. We will. We will relay this information we and will. you might win a contest to name a clock. <laughs> uh, the contest or I've might decided. Not. That <laughs> might get finished one. Ah! <laughs> it's all very exciting. <laughs> um, okay, quickly, what are some weird timekeeping methods that we that are your favorite like the the fun watch with for with the magnets? Ooh. Do you have other weird ones? Um oh, I, I don't know if there's any like weird ones. So it's been weirdly standardized. I had I did recently learn that um, the Japanese have a traditional form of telling time, which um, doesn't use one, two, or three because like those bells were like reserved for like Buddhist prayer, so like oh. they could. So they started at like four and like counted down to like it. It is crazy, but they also had hours that varied throughout the year. So that's a big problem, right? Is they would start at sunrise and start at end at sunset. That's how you measured the day. Mm -hmm. And then um, the hours of the day and the hours of the night varied based on, so it was still 12, 12 hours in the day, 12 hours at night, but the length of those hours would vary by the time of the year and the seasons. So there was actually like um, clocks that came from Europe right before they like became isolationist and everyone was very confused because like this isn't how you measure time like they just had a fundamentally Whoa. different yeah, understanding of hours are of varying lengths of course they are we need to fix these clocks so they actually took the the european clocks and while in like their period of like isolation 
Japanese clocksmiths invented clocks that worked the same way the European ones did, but were like crazy adjustable for variable hours throughout the year. Cool. So it wasn't until like the 1800s or something like that that Japan was like, no, we're going to, an hour is a one twelfth of a 24 hour. Yeah. Or yeah. So, so that's the craziest one I've heard of recently. So is finding one of those clocks, like is that a white whale for like clock collectors? I'm sure they're all in museums. Like oh, that's the yeah. thing is any clock that's basically before the 1800s was so rare and like hard yeah. to do. So it's not like, like there's antique clock collectors, but like they're, most of these things are in museums or churches where they were originally installed and maintained as museum pieces. I, it, it, can you imagine a time before time was a regular part of our day-to-day -day lives? Like, I want it. <laughs> in a certain sense, we should. So in a certain sense, we should get back to that because yeah. like, we do have natural rhythms. Like we want to be awake at certain times. And I think there is like the tyranny of the clock where you go, you know, you roll over and it's 8 a.m. And you're like, oh, I've got so much to do today. I should, yeah. I should have been up an hour ago, but you're tired and you want to sleep. Like. We should be a little more in tune with that. Yeah. It should help us not, you know, control our lives with any technology, really. I know for Steph, this is kind of true of you, too. In our household, oh, no. we're... Don't worry. <laughs> um, Secrets. Uh, is that in our household, we run later than a lot of households. Like, yes. we're night people. Yeah. Um, we, our natural wake-up time is typically around 9 to 10 a.m. Comfortably, yeah. Yes. A little earlier recently. What? In the creative field? <laughs> I, I, but even before I was in any sort of arts, like, I've always, my entire family on the Malik side runs later. So, like, I remember once we were trying to come up with a plan, and at 1 a.m. I said, I was like, I'm going to send my family a message. It's like, oh, it's a bit late. I'm like, no, no, no. My family will answer. And then every single person answered after yeah. 1 a.m. And it's like, yeah, yeah we, all run, we all run slightly different. And they're not in the entertainment industry at this point in time. Yeah. Like, they have been, some of them, in different respects. But... We just lay clocks. But for, for years, I felt like a lazy asshole because I couldn't get myself up to do anything before 9 o'clock. And I was like, that's what good productive people do. Yeah, yeah. They're which is, again, that intersection of time right? and, like, morality and yeah. capitalism and, like, yeah. worker exploitation and all the rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the, Again, it's that neutral through line through history where you go, it's not the clock's fault that you feel bad about yourself for not getting anything done before 9 a.m. The clock's just doing the clock's business. The clock just ticks away the hours yeah, and you wild. decide what's up. But it's certainly tangential to it and a huge part of it. Okay. I, I think we're I, about to... I just have one more. Oh, okay. One more question. Do you like the ticking sound of a clock? Love it. Like all the time? or are you just Not like... all the time. Um, so like the watch I'm wearing right now will tick. Um, and like sometimes I'll put it on the nightstand and I'll just be like, you know, quiet night. And it's like the... And you just hear it. And it's a very, I don't know, the regularness of it is relaxing. I also grew up with grandfather clocks in our houses and yeah. that sort of thing. So, like, you know, ringing of the bells and, like, the the slow, like, pendulum. And it's, like, I find that very, one, you tune it out very quickly, but it's also, like, that noise that's always there and it's very comforting. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Do you like the sound, Kaya? I do, yeah. But oh. I, I, my grandfather had a grandfather clock, so yeah. I actually think of my grandfather whenever I hear grandfather clocks. Um, and my mom has it in her house now. And yeah, that sound of the like the the pendulum swinging, exact same thing where I'm just like, oh, that just makes me so comfortable. It's contemplative. It's like you're in a yeah. library or something. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Um, I can see it in your eyes. You hate that sound. Honestly, even talking about it gives me anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> my, heart is, my heart is... <laughs> yeah, the 60 minutes, like... 
that's that's a that's a, a bunch. Oh, it's too much. It's too much. That's just sound anxiety. But um, <laughs> on that fun note, because uh, time is ticking. That's right. Hey. Tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. Uh, this episode is brought to you by uh, tpublic.com, where you're going to find your next favorite tea. Uh, tpublic has unique and nerdy designs available on t-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, mugs, anything you can think of. Uh, you could probably put a design on it, so you can find a design and get it on almost anything. Here's the thing I really like about tpublic, because I don't fit most things, is that uh, everything is customizable. So, like, if you like a design or a style or a color or a, like, type of t-shirt, all of that is customizable, and you can mix and match and make it exactly the shirt you want to get. So if you see a design and you're like, oh, I love that, but I don't like the color of the t-shirt, well, guess what? You can change it, and you should, because all of the t-shirts they make there are fantastic. Uh, in fact, we are actually looking at one of the Public shirts. Craig is wearing a, a clock shirt. Do you want to talk about your alarm clock shirt yeah, real quickly? Yeah, so it's, it's the, uh, a patent for an alarm clock, so it's got, like, just, it's the patent sort of thing, but it's got, like, the gears and everything like of a clock on it, um, showing like all the details. It's it's it, T Public. It's really cool. That's yeah. very very cool. Uh, all designs are made by indie artists, getting a fair commission for their work. So when you buy a shirt from T Public uh, and from our store specifically, you're supporting an indie artist as well as this podcast. Woohoo! So Woo-hoo! head on over to tpublic.thefandomshow.com to check out all of our merch and favorite designs from T Public. That's tpublic.thefandomshow.com. And thank you so much, T Public, for you, T-Public. all of your support and for making sure. It's where we nerds can go get the things we like. Yay! Thank you, T-Public Parent. Uh, now, all right. We are delving in to some hot, scorching takes about time and clocks from the internet. So this one I, I threw out there. We, we often do research to find hot takes, but this one I put out uh, also to our social media, and they had feelings. Okay. Yeah. I am so interested to hear what the hot takes about clocks and time are. Honestly, like, I, I can't even fathom this, but uh, I'm so excited. We were in the same position where we were like, how are we going to do hot takes for clocks? <laughs> it turns out. People <laughs> turns have out. opinions. People have right. feelings. Uh, the very first one, and this one I love so much, military time is stupid, and I don't want to have to do math past 12 p.m. How do you feel about military I time? I both agree and disagree. <laughs> as, <laughs> as, as someone with, uh, as previously stated, a probable math uh, learning disability where I struggle to do math in my head, I really don't like it. Yeah. That being said, if we all, as a society, just decided that military time was what we were doing, we would all quickly associate, you know, a 1600 with 4 p.m., and it would get rid of so much ambiguity in our life. Like the whole, it's, if it's 0030, it's like early morning. Yeah. <laughs> if it's 2330, it's, late you know, at late night. at night. Yeah. If it's 1230, it's just early afternoon. Like, like there's that inherent sense. We could do that. It's entirely a human made system. Um, but I don't like doing the math. Yeah. I would adjust. Parts of it make more sense, <laughs> but also a lot of the time, if someone tells you like "meet me at three, you can get from context clues what's happening. Like yeah. no one's meeting for coffee at three a.m. Yeah, right? yeah. Meet me at the bar at two. Right? Yeah, like, you, you know, know what that means. Yeah. Yeah. Also, that's early in the afternoon, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> what you doing? You okay. Um, things good. 
the one thing that bugs me really about military time is when I'm setting a clock, like an alarm or something, or yeah. like a, a, a coffee machine, and I don't know it's using military time, and then I just, I'm like, oh yeah, sure, uh, I'll set it for 7 p.m. or whatever. Not a coffee machine. Anyway. <laughs> a coffee okay, machine to know by context. You mean yeah, yeah. <laughs> stupid coffee machine. Um, but when I don't know it's military time, and I'll just be like, oh, uh, 7, sure, and I'm not paying attention, I'll then have an alarm go off at 7 a.m. And be like, fuck, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I did this to myself. Uh, so this one is, uh, quartz watches are superior to mechanical watches in every important way. Yes, other than aesthetics. Oh, uh, so that's not every important well, way. Well, it's it's a thing. Like, as, as I said, it's, uh, if you want to get a mechanical watch, get a mechanical watch because they're a thing of beauty and precision and, and uh, craftsmanship and there's that very human element to it. But absolutely, you are never going to get a mechanical watch that is uh, more accurate. I think a skeleton watch is prettier to look at than like a flat quartz watch, but that's also me. I own quartz watches. The the Bradley E1, the, the one that you feel, that's runs on a quartz watch. It has a battery. So like, yeah. I guess it also depends on... And here we go. We're going here. Your definition of important, right? Right, exactly. Like, as you were saying, it intersects with fashion. And if fashion is important to you, yeah. then, yeah, that's that's a factor, right? Yeah. But if you want a thin watch, if you want an accurate watch, you go with quartz, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so... <laughs> People have overly complicated watches. No one needs moon phases on their wrists at a moment's notice. Ooh. Uh, it's like, I do. I, I want those. Yeah, want no, those this one phases. doesn't have a moon phase. I did have one. So uh, it's interesting <laughs> because the, those watch. things are called complications. Really? Like they are, yes. Uh, some of the naming is just so bang on where there's just like, yeah, the complication of a watch. I love when engineers name things. They yeah. don't fuck around. <laughs> they don't fuck around. Um, again, it's an aesthetic thing. Like I think the moving uh, moon phase uh, is kind of nice. It's like a nice aesthetic choice. A lot of time, like the moon is done up in like a really kind of like stylized way yeah. and like you can see it move. Do you need it? Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> maybe at one point in history, it would be nice to have a moon phase on there because a lot of clocks started as like astronomical observation aids, right? Um, but yeah, you don't need a lot of things. There's, uh, you know, certainly a, a market for like a stopwatch or a chronograph, which is like, you know, allows for keeping separate times of things and all the rest. But yeah, it's, again, if all you want to do is tell time, yeah. you just, you can now. That's a part of our society <laughs> that's super easy to do. Yeah. And there's like different, there's a lot of different kinds of watches, right? Because like I know that my mom has an old dive watch from when she used to scuba dive. Right. Right? Yeah. And that does dive like watch. very specific work. Yeah. The, um... Watches are were still used for like navigation. For like, there's the reason there's an aviator watch is because aviators need certain things on their watches to calculate speed and time and altitude and that sort of thing. Yeah, they wore you know Omega uh, watches to the moon because they needed something that worked in space. And they were like, this is a mechanical watch. It works in space. We're good. The we're you're mostly aviators, so you're used to like calculating burn times and everything like that with that so yeah it's uh there's a lot of things that you can use a watch for but again on your day-to-day -day life yeah maybe they've overcome <laughs> what's an omega watch uh that's a brand so omega, uh, Ami omega omega it's it, like it, kind it, of the it. rival to um rolex got james it. bond wears an omega in the oh. latest movies yeah. oh all right um so daylight savings time is a 
hot topic. Ooh, yeah, so we've got many a few people. coming up. Uh, so with the understanding that it may be different whether you're east or west within a time zone or how north or south you are, standard time sucks and we should stay in daylight savings time. So that would mean that... Um, Yes. Time zones still exist. Time, time zones still exist, and basically the sun rises an hour later every day. So I guess yeah. the idea being that we all have more sunlight all the time. Please. Fine. We're so sad uh, here. The, <laughs> o- the only problem, and by the way, I screw up daylight savings all the time. I can't remember if it means it goes ahead or back. Spring yeah. anyway. forward and fall backwards. Yeah. <laughs> I struggle with that too. Um, so the only other thing I would say, and sure, time is a thing that we have made up and how we calculate it is fine. And if we want to be out during more daylight hours, great. The only My only objection to that is noon does have a very real definition, which is the highest point that the sun reaches in the sky during the day. Yes. Yeah. So we've decided that that's where 12 noon is. We can adjust our clocks accordingly. It's fine. But just, like, there is something nice about keeping that element of noon is the highest point the sun gets in the sky. And that wouldn't happen if we were in daylight savings time. Oh, you know what? I never, I've never heard an argument for daylight savings time. And that's well, no, to one. stay in it forever. I'm totally against changing the clock. Oh, that okay. is, that oh, is okay, pure, okay, that okay, is pure garbage. <laughs> yeah. Everyone I know hates that. It's they very dumb. It. But I did hear a rumor that uh, the U.S. is looking to get rid of it. And obviously, if they do, Canada does, because that's a big reason why I think no one here yeah. has adjusted and removed daylight savings time. Because if we are out of sync that much with the U.S., because our economy depends so much problem, on them, that yeah. we can't really uh, F around and find out. Um, <laughs> have you heard anything about this, about it being abolished? Yeah, um, there's movements everywhere. It's it's high time. It doesn't do what it's supposed to do. Yeah. The yeah. reasons for it were stupid in the first place. And it just doesn't match our like the way our society in North America, I can't speak to the way the society works in other countries. I don't totally. live there. Uh, but here, it feels like it's not necessary. We don't live in an agra- uh, agrarian uh, culture. And farmers hate it. Farmers are the people who hate it the most. Then who are we doing this for? Nobody is the conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> Get rid of it. Well, because as soon as we have electrical light, this is no longer a problem. It, yes. It's not. It's Yeah, it's it's very silly. It's like the, the question there is, do we just permanently move uh, time forward an hour so that, like... The the day the time that we want to be more active matches up with what the clock says we should be active in, which kind of goes to your thing of like, let's just live in a society where we can wake up at six a.m. if you want to, if the sun is up. But let's just live by the sun. We all have those different time things because of things like watches, exactly, and the old timey way of watches where you'd be staying up at night. Different people need to be alert for different parts of the day to get things done. Yeah, absolutely. Isn't that a thing too? That like circadian rhythms are different. Like they've done studies that some people are just night people because we've evolved in different directions. So people were awake at different times. I've heard that. I think so, and I would believe that. Like I, I, I have nothing to back this up, but I truly, truly believe that the reason that teenagers sleep in so much when they're growing and like suddenly become night owls is because they are the youngest of us and therefore have the best eyes to spot predators at night. Because <laughs> if a predator came at me at night at this point at my age, I would not see it. Me and not you. We'd all die. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm so sorry. But, but totally... if we're up at the crack of dawn, ho ho! <laughs> I'll see you at 10 a.m., baby. I'm still sleeping. Yeah, you're totally right because when I was a teenager, I would routinely stay up till 4 a.m. and yeah, get no up at 8 reason. o'clock and go to school. I think there's some Something there. I have no nothing to back no, it up. No, I but. like it. I think I think uh, it yeah. sounds nice. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one comes from our Discord. Uh, Kilmarnock on Discord says the only people upset about daylight savings are those who are perpetually late and perpetually early. 
thoughts? <laughs> Only people who are upset about daylight yes. savings? Like the the... the Time changing? No, that's not the only reason. I'm very on time. <laughs> it's stupid. It does very terrible things to our bodies. Like we're not used to getting up an hour early. Like it's, it's daylight savings time should be abolished, a hundred percent. And the two days right after the time change happens are the highest accident rates yes. of any time of year. So people are all messed up. They're crashing their cars. They're everyone's sleep getting deprived. Hurt. You can't. See. Yeah, it's 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 it wreaks havoc on us as a society. Yeah. Should not exist. It's no. dangerous. Dangerous. It has to be stopped. Yeah, it's not just people who are late. Look, it's... President Biden, I know you're listening to this. Because um, I know you're a big fan of the show. You're a big fan show. of the fandom show. And thank you so much for listening. But please, you have the power. Get rid of daylight savings time. Talk to the others, the other world leaders. Please, get Speak on it. Them. Trudeau, you too. Help us out. Um, all right, this one comes from Doc Monocle on Twitter. The best unit of time measurement. It's a tie between the jiffy and the shake of a lamb's tail. Ah, okay. Uh, Do you have time definitions for those things? Because obviously we use a lot of different terminology for time keeping. Yes. So, so, uh, and and I know these not because I know clocks, but because I know like some history of nuclear weapons. Um, what? So, yeah. So, uh, what were they again? There was a... Uh, a jiffy and the shake of a lamb's tail. Right. So, a jiffy is, like, it'll be done in a jiffy. Yeah. Is, like, I think that's the amount of time that it takes, like, uh, the nuclear... Bo like, a nuclear bomb to, like, um, ignite. Like, so, basically, the, like, the speed of an explosion of a nuclear weapon. Like, between when the pressure wave hits it and not. And it's, like... That's a jiffy? It's insanely, insanely small amount of time. That's such a cute name for something so scary, right? Yeah, exactly. But but the name came before the thing. Okay. Like they, they co-opted it to be like, you know, it'll be done in a jiffy. So they used the word jiffy, which just meant a short period of time, to be like, this is the shortest period of time. And I think wow. uh, uh, three shakes of a lamb's tail yeah. is I think it's like three jiffies or something. Like it's... It's it's wait. There's it, a conversion rate. Yeah, it means <laughs> it means nothing. But they're all like insanely small amounts of time that we would never use it. Like except for in like nuclear physics, where like things are happening on like microsecond levels. Whoa. Yeah, I, and don't trust me on that. I might be getting those mixed up or confused with something else. But they they are measurements of time officially. I guess we do have a lot of sort of phrases for time none of them are coming to mind right now but i know we do have <laughs> quite a lot of them but i never it never occurred to me that they have actual measurements attached to them. yeah some do yeah of course like a like a be there in an instant like instant well i guess instant means zero uh so yeah that does have a definition yeah or like a, a blink of an eye it's like no that, that actually does have a definition <laughs> yeah but yeah. eyes blink differently at different times all the time. i guess that's true you can blink an eye slower Steph, they can't see you. Blinking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, well, no, you can picture slowly. My eyes are closing, and they're closed. Yeah, you're doing it now while you're listening to this. I know you are. Just feel your eyes. Feel. Tell us how long that time is. Okay, how about this? We should create standardized calendars across the world. Having multiple different calendars is confusing, especially once you bring different religions into it. Ooh. Um, I mean, in a certain sense, we do have a standard calendar. Most uh, societies and culture have adopt, adopted the um, Julian calendar, which we're on now, the yep. 12 months, yeah. January through to December. Um, the, the religious thing is very interesting because uh, a lot of those are based on the moon huh. uh, and they don't sync up. It doesn't matter what you do. Um, there's a whole thing of like, you know, there's there's these different cycles that people have proposed where, like, every 72 years or, you know, 90 or whatever, the 
that's the amount of time it takes for the lunar calendar to to resynchronize with the solar calendar uh, but you're never going to do it that's why like easter if you're aware of it or if you celebrate it it can be anywhere from like march to like end of april I've always found that deeply confusing because it's the, it's defined as the first full moon after the uh after the um vernal equinox which is the the day where the day and night are the same length in the spring yeah um, so the first full moon after that doesn't always occur in the same thing because you've basically got two different calendars. You've got the, the yearly calendar, which is how long it takes the earth to move around the sun, which is 365 and one quarter days. Uh, and then the lunar calendar, which is just based on how long it takes the moon to go around the earth, which is 29 point something, something, something. It's not 30. It's not 20. It's just weird. 29.99999. 59s. And they'll never line up. So um, s- standardization of time is hard. Let's put it that way. That's wild. <gasps> also, like, I didn't even realize until quite recently how many, like, tiny differences there are in different cultures and how they tell time like for instance in getting into bts we learned that they count their birthdays differently yes because different korean age versus international age that's right um, what yeah <laughs> right exactly um because what what is it they they count their i think the day they're one born, immediately yeah when yeah. you're born you're starting one Oh, okay. You don't have a negative. It's one. not like you've you've passed it's the like, year. You are already one. Yes. Yeah. This you are in your first year until yes. you ha- until you roll over into your second. That yes. kind of makes sense. Yeah. 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 But international age, we start at zero, so you have a bunch of months where everyone's like, "My child is twenty three and a half months." It's like your child's almost two. <laughs> <laughs> Just say what it is. It's two. Stop making me do this math. <laughs> I don't have. I already established I don't like twenty four hour things. I don't like twenty fours. Yeah, but then like obviously you have the Chinese New Year and you have like there's a lot of little differences that, like that. And I guess you could probably. I'm sure there's a lot of essays that have been written about like how that reflects on how cultures perceive the world. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, it's all it's all again one from going looking at the sky and looking at these cycles because they're the same for everybody on the planet. Um, it's just that. Chinese have come up with different zodiacs and they've yeah. come up with like, you know, this moves through different things than, uh, you know, Western or Europeans have. So it's, it, yeah, that's a whole thing that I, I know very little about, to be honest with you, but yeah. it's fascinating. So Because this is coming out around uh, New Year's. And so, uh, but that's uh, the Julian New Year, I, yeah. I imagine. How many different New Year's are there? Do you have any idea? I have no idea. So, because it's, it's whenever you decide to start your calendar, right? Yeah, oh which can God. be there's, really anywhere. There's no reason to start it one way or the other. Um, <sighs> there's a couple things that will be the same forever. So if you're talking about the the solar calendar, the Julian, um, there's the vernal equinox, yep. spring, and there's the solstices, and I forget what the one in the fall is called. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's like those are good places to start it. We didn't. Yeah. We we started, like, the celebration of Christmas should presumably be a, a solstice festival in and around the 23rd. Yep. But we're like, eh, it's the 25th, and the Don't New Year starts it. a week after. Like, <laughs> it, it makes sense. Yeah, it's <laughs> Just very the vacation days together. They'll get over I, it. I do love, like, the New Year's is kind of the holiday of time, though, because, yeah. like, if you try and celebrate that without a watch, it doesn't work. No. I was once on vacation in, like, uh, Honduras on an island where no one was wearing watches. Like, it doesn't matter. And we were, like, I, I heard five different countdowns all at the same time. None of them matched. So, so just to talk about New Year's, that's why we drop a ball at New Year's. So uh, the reason that it's a ball is because that's how you signal to the ships in the harbor 
that at the, when this drops, this is when we set our time. So that's a navigational oh. thing. What? From Greenwich uh, Observatory. Ah! They tried sound and like the delay was actually enough between like the uh, the observatory and the port. Yeah. So they just did a visual thing. So it drops to half mast at uh, 30. To give you a heads up. To give you a heads up, this is about to happen. <gasps> you sight your telescopes on it. You see when it hits the bottom, that's when uh, they did it at one, so obviously they're doing it for midnight on, on New Year's. But that's yeah. the reason you do the ball drop, is because what? that's that's a way that they communicated time to ships who needed to set their clocks so they could navigate around the world. Uh, ah, everything I thought was arbitrary has meaning. Absolutely yes, everything. and it all has fuck? to do with time. What the fuck? Eve times, and nope, that has a real. Jeez. I truly just assumed so many of these things were just arbitrary, and I don't know why I did that because of course they're not. Oh, what? Um, so this last one, this is maybe cracking into a big topic, but yeah, let's put this one right at the end. <laughs> no, but you know what? Uh, we're cracking. In. We got time. We got. We can talk about this. Whatever, because time is both important and meaningless. Uh, this one is time travel is real. Ooh, yes, we are all traveling through time at one second per second. <laughs> I mean, that's just crap. Okay, that was faster than we thought. Okay, moving on. Like doctors, um, wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. Like it's. Uh, oh, I can't even. Like it's. I don't know, I guess. I'm not a time travel, so I don't know. It is, as we mentioned before, it is weird that we have the, f the three spatial dimensions, length, width, depth. We can move both ways in that. The entire universe you could move, but time only seems to move in one direction. And whether that is our perception, whether that is a fundamental law of the universe, whether that is different in other uh, universes that might exist in like a multiverse, I don't know. If I had that answer, probably wouldn't be sitting here. Right now. Can you imagine like, if we broke that story right now? Yeah. <laughs> I, I've chosen the Fandom Show podcast to be like, hey, everybody. Uh, I am a time traveler. And I'm going to leave it to the very, magazine. very end to leave the most interesting thing that I am a time traveler. Uh, yeah, I just uh, to really bury that lead. Yeah. So, so, like, scientifically, like, time is sort of bound to like the concept of entropy, which is just like the increasing randomness of the universe. You drop an egg on the floor, it shatters, and it never spontaneously reassembles and jumps back on the yeah. counter. So that seems to be the thing that points of like time moves this way towards disorder and chaos, which is sort of depressing. Happy New uh, Year. Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs> uh, we're all just chemicals breaking down. Uh, <laughs> um, It'd be cool if you, you could go back. I don't know how it would work. I think lot, there's lots of great media out there that's investigated this. There's some very thoughtful stuff. Go check that yeah, out. Yeah, Back to the Future. You, there's three of them you can check out. So thoughtful. Yeah. Okay, very quickly, before we wrap things up, does, do, does anybody have a theory on how, how time works? Like, do you have your own idea of, like, how it works? It's okay if you don't. Like in a, like, high, like, philosophical like, thing. I like, I imagine it as a blank. <laughs> I mean, I'm... So... Okay, this is this is really weird, but I'm gonna throw this out here because yes, it also because this also explains ghosts, <gasps> uh, which is crazy. This episode, is I my don't favorite. really believe in ghosts, but here's my <gasps> theory on ghosts. So picture it's like a a, a movie strip, right? Yep. Like yeah. a film, right? So there's images on it, and that's our three dimensional world. And one event comes after another, as we're used to on a film. But that time uh, is also out in the higher dimension. So you can think about a, a strip of film and you could do a loop around it, right? You could stretch it out this way, you could stretch it out this yeah. way. And I think sometimes, this is this is just wild, but this is no basis That's whatsoever. exactly what I wanted. This is, this is more of a good <laughs> idea for a movie. Than it is how I, think. I think sometimes uh, 
if you laid two of those things across each other, it would be the same position and it would just be different pictures in time. Whoa. So you would get, so let's say we're in the studio right now yeah. and somehow in those higher dimensions that time got all looped around so it laid on top of each other or both passed through the same point. We could just you see Andrew like floating in the sky. Exactly. Yeah. Because it's not really in our time, it's just another time occupying our space. <gasps> And that's hilariously also, yeah, how they do uh, ghosts in film. Exactly. Yeah, that's, yeah exactly. That's beautiful. So, I but love I think that. that's yeah, like yeah. maybe what a real ghost would be is if you see someone in a Victorian dress walking through here, you go, oh, we're, the time has folded in on itself. That and that's is, why you're oh. seeing it from both sides. This is but why I did not expect this to go here. Now. But they're always <laughs> Victorian. Why is it always Victorian people crossing our timeline? Mostly line? that stuff is just because it's far enough back that we find it unsettling and spooky because it yeah. doesn't look real. Also, oh, carbon that's... monoxide. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And the big hoop skirts they used to wear? Those killed a lot of people, A lot too. of drowning. A lot, lot of people. A lot of fire. A lot of fires. Yeah, a lot of people died. Uh, that's probably what it is now you mentioned it. why are there so many ghosts because it's when everyone died everyone died in the deadly year. fucking era big era, Boy, era for yo, death yo, yo, yo. <laughs> um, okay wow I feel like we could do this forever one last thing do you have any hot takes on yes. time and clocks that you just need to get out there Ooh, into the world and be um, like, yeah here's a hot take um, get yourself a, an alarm clock don't use your phone um, yes your phone is, this is unrelated time, your phone is ruining your life. Do not have it on your nightstand. Oh, leave it in a different room or leave it in a drawer. People always say, it's like, well, just use your phone. No, your phone is destroying your life. Get a cheap $20, like, old, you know the clock radio I'm talking about. With we the, have the uh, same exactly. one. We, we have two of the same one on both of our nightstands. Amazing, great. <laughs> look, and look I at how wonderful and well-adjusted No, I only are. use like, my phone. I never I, use my alarm clock. I'm with you. I love it. I love yes. having an alarm clock. I don't keep my phone in the yes. same room now. I, in fact, have uh, a slightly more advanced version of that, which is a daylight clock. So <gasps> it slowly um, brings up the light, and it's warm, bright red light that simulates a sunrise. Do you find it helpful? Yes. So for half an hour before you set the alarm, it's slowly getting brighter and you like kind of come out of your sleep more naturally that way. And then the alarm goes off and it's like chirping birds. And you're like, okay, by the time that goes off, it's not this harsh like, Yeah. it's this like, I'm up, I'm ready to go. So if you're having panic attacks when you wake up and you're like (laughs) 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 try maybe try one of those but leave your phone out of the room in a drawer every time it vibrates it's just some fucking scam email or something you don't need to come up from sleep to like check it i don't need to go on instagram at four in the morning yeah um with those alarm clocks okay (laughs) but with those alarm clocks do you find that it disturbs the the other person in the room if you're sharing a room it could if she wasn't wearing a sleep mask and earbuds that block everything. Yeah, fair, 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 fair. I'm just curious. Also sounds very familiar to our <laughs> la, life. La, la, la. All right. Very good. Okay. At the end of every episode, we like to share our micro fandoms of the week, which we will do in just a moment. But before we do, let's talk about how you can support our show. There are many free ways that would be greatly, greatly appreciated. Um, first of all, we love to talk to you. We love to talk to you about your your feelings on fandom, the things that you get excited about, um, whether you have reactions to episodes, so you can hit us up and send us thoughts, feelings, compliments, ideas at Fandom Show Pod. Or, um, yeah, you can you can find us on many different platforms. We're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. Uh, yep, 
We're on Hive now. We're on Hive now. Because uh, everyone was joining and I was <laughs> I was nervous and I was like, I don't want to get left behind. So we are on Hive at Fandom Show Pod. Yeah, absolutely. Also. Just in case Twitter collapses. Don't really know how to use it yet, <laughs> but I'm working on it. Um, also, please tell all your nerdiest friends about us. Uh, and please, if you can, get on your podcast provider of choice, though ideally Apple Podcasts. Do a little rate, review, and subscribe. Even a one-sentence review or one word can help us move up in the charts. Uh, and... That way we can have more fans of fans and fan fans. Yeah, absolutely. We're we're on a mission to create positivity in this world that desperately needs it. And so. we had Malaysia last week. Yeah. We we were ranked at I think it was like number four in Malaysia in TV That's and right. film. So thank you, whoever's listening from Malaysia. That's right. Identify uh, yourself. We want to meet we're you. We're gonna get to number one in every country. Every we're gonna do it. Country. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, the show will always be free, no matter what. Um, but if you would like to support us monetarily, we would love that. It helps us make this show happen. Um, you can do that by finding us on Patreon. That's at patreon.com slash thefandomshow, where you can throw some of your hard-earned dollars our way. Um, for a couple bucks a month, you can listen to episodes early. Uh, you can get a shout-out, or you can submit hot takes. Um, so you can check that out. But also, we have just recently started doing a bonus podcast. Um, so at our top-tier level, you can get more of our lovely voices in your ears. Uh, so this month... Month, we have released an episode of us talking about our Jeopardy obsession, and we take the Jeopardy anytime test together. It went um, badly. Yeah, we're not going to be <laughs> we're on Jeopardy. Not good at Jeopardy. Um, but if you want to see how that went um, and listen to that with your ear holes, then uh, check that out. And no matter what, we love your support. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. The best support you can do is uh, what you're doing right now, which is listening. So thank you so much. Uh, and also, our theme song is by Yusu Kim, and our logo is by John Blair. Uh, so now we get to our micro fandoms for the week. We're going to start with you, Kaya. What are you nerding out about? Hmm. Okay. I forgot to think of one of these. Um, so I'm going to say right now, I am nerding out about, um, I, we start recently started watching 1899. Um, and like, I didn't actually like it in the long run. It started really strong and then it, it, kind of went off the rails. I'm almost nerding out about why I think it went off the rails because it mm. just means I have an excuse to deconstruct more television and that's the kind of person I setup. am. It, it was such a good setup. But I'm nerding out about one particular part halfway through, and if you've seen the show, you might know this, that actually had a lot to do with a ticking clock. Like a sound happens and like a ticking clock occurs and then a big event happens on the boat and I'm not going to uh, explain it because I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Steph just mimed a thing. I'm not going to ruin it because I don't want to ruin it for you if you're going to watch this show. But that part alone is living in my head. It's haunting. So that's kind of a thing that, I, that I'm that i nerding out about right now. I'm sorry I can't be more specific. I didn't think this through. No, you got <laughs> to watch it for yourself. Develop your own opinions on it. But yeah, but it's... would love to hear what you're thinking of the show because some people are obsessed with it. Yeah. Yeah. I, Craig, have you seen it? Uh, I walked through the room while it was on. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine Kat was, of course, watching yeah, Kat it. Kat was, of course, yeah. watching it, yes. <laughs> All right, uh, Steph, what is your micro-fandom? Uh, so not that long ago from when we were recording this, uh, Kai and I had a night at home, and for some reason on my YouTube, it decided to offer me the National Dog oh Show my God. 2022 uh, in the toy category was the video suggested, and we're like, you know what? Let's try this out. Let's see what this is. And it was enthralling. We we had so much fun. We ended up to, like, going wild on our uh, Instagram stories. Kaya was trying to get people to name these dogs. And just watching, watching people examine dogs to be like, this is a good dog uh, is 
fascinating because the thing also, again, everything is a fandom and there are people who this national dog show, their entire year is poured into this moment where someone's gonna come up and look in your doggy's mouth and touch your doggy's tail and just run their hands over your doggy and then make your dog go for a walk. And that's the biggest moment for you. And it was just fascinating watching the people whose whole lives are about this and watching the judges and it's the dogs themselves. So entertaining. And also there are dogs there that you look at and you're like, that's not a real dog. That's a dog from a medieval painting where it's they didn't know what dog. a dog looked like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that a real dog looked like that. And yeah. now I'm rethinking making fun of animals in art. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because some of them were correct. But also I do love dog shows because they're like watching beauty pageants if absolutely no one uh, in the pageant knew what was happening to them. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite funny. It's like now do a turn. What? Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Craig, do you have a micro fandom of this week? Yeah, I do. Um, so this is like recent as of this week. So uh, I, I think you guys are gamers a little bit, right? Like little you play, bit, yeah. play a little bit. Yeah, same level as me then. Okay, <laughs> but like you know how you're like, oh, I feel like I want to play this type of game right now, but you can't really articulate Constantly. what it is or like I, I want this or that. Um, and I just discovered one recently like this week that absolutely scratched the itch that I, I wanted it to like you know when you get the the meal that you want like you I didn't realize I wanted this but this yeah, does yeah, it yeah. and it's a game um, that's actually in beta right now um, and it's the called the wandering village and it's this um, it's this game where you are like in the world like these spores have taken over and they're like wreaking havoc on the planet and you're like kind of these like uh, pilgrims and like refugees, and you find this like big like stone dinosaur type thing. What? And you start establishing a village on its back as it like wanders through this land, and it like takes you through like mountains or like a desert. So like you're trying to like farm things and get food for your people, and like have doctors that cure like the illness and all the rest, and you know harvesting resources. Um, and the, the 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 environment around you is changing as this like creature moves through the world, but also the things that you're doing affect the creature as well. And you're like learning to communicate with them and like signal them like stop here and sleep because it's like important that you sleep before we get to this next point or like Whoa. run through this spot. But it's like so it's like this this sort of city village simulator, but also this like fun little fantasy side thing. And it's just like, oh, it's got the tech tree that I want to explore. And it's got the, you know, going out in the world and finding resources there. And it's got this like this pet that you can like, you know, you can you can learn to pet it and <gasps> soothe it. And as its trust with you grows, you can it'll listen to your commands and you can tell it which path to take and all the rest. And it's just like it's it's very early. There's a couple uh, problems with it, I think, but it's just like, oh, this this game knows what it is, and it's so addicting and so wonderful, and uh, I highly recommend if if that sounds like your kind of Was game. Is it a PC game? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I got it on Steam, so yeah, ah, so PC or. Nice. Uh, uh, I Mac. mean, I saw Steph mentally buy that game when you said you could yeah, pet the it's thing. Very you, I just like you can become data. friends with this. Dinosaur. If you can become friends with an animal, Steph will play that yeah. game. Absolutely, <laughs> it's my favorite. Craig, <laughs> uh, thank you so much for joining us. Where can people find you? And anything you want to plug? Yeah, you can follow me at Craig Fay Comedy on Facebook or Twitter, CraigFay.com um, for show dates and things like that. Um, as well, you can check out my album performance review, which is out now wherever you're probably wherever you're listening to this uh, and uh, anywhere you get music and whatnot so performance review 
And also details at craigfay.com about that. And also your podcast. Yes, I did the same thing you did on our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, you forget to plug the podcast that we're on. I hope somebody listens so, and it was to these this episodes chair back too, to back. Right? Uh, <laughs> this is the chair that reminds. Uh, uh, yes, I'm also uh, on the podcast network. Uh, the villain was right, which I host with um, Rebecca Reeds, where every week um, we uh, defend uh, villains of movies and TV show. Look to see if they're right. And uh, I don't know when this is out, but we did have Kai on as our guest for our Love Actually oh, episode. Oh, yeah, this will come yes. out right around New Year's. So. Oh, so it was just released. It's oh. out now. Oh, yeah, go <laughs> listen to me on that other thing. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening. Until next time, love the things you love and tell everyone about them. Bye. Bye. The Fandom Show is produced by Andrew Ivamy as part of the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as web comics, articles, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com.